0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, this is Ty here. I'm here with Josh, Chris, and Dylan. Uh, we're going to talk to you this week about the NFL, the MLB, and a little bit of fantasy because it's coming up. So, but we're going to start with this week, which is going to be the NFC East. And Chris, I'm going to start with you. What are you looking at as far as what's your ranking from one to four on this team on this division?
1: This is going to be surprising because I have a team at number one that you wouldn't expect. So at number four, um, it's a number four is a toss up, but I'm going to put the Eagles at four and I'm going to put Dallas at three, but I'm very comfortable switching either of those teams. Um, And one and two are also very close for me. One, I'm taking the giants and two, I'm taking the Washington football team and the thing that completely changes that—that that allows me to switch it—is if the Giants continue their history of injuries. Um, if they avoid injuries, I think they're the easy number one in this
2: division. So, just for the record, injuries do make a difference.
1: They—they they do, in fact, make a difference. Thanks for okay. pointing that uh, out, Josh. I Look can Dillarder. attest. I can attest.
0: All right. All right, uh, Josh. What do you have?
2: Yeah. So I've got the the Eagles four, Dallas three. I'm going to go with the Giants two and then Washington football team number one. Although, again, there's a lot of back and forth in this division. Some of it does depend on those injuries that do matter. Um, Even Dak's health, you know, down with the Cowboys in three. But then I agree with Chris, the Giants. A lot of it depends on Saquon's health and some other factors like that.
0: Okay. That's good. Dylan, you? Uh,
3: I have Washington, Dallas. uh, This is going from one to four, not four to one. Uh, But Washington at one, Dallas at two. New York at three, Philly at four. And like everybody else, four for me is pretty set. I'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. I think Philly's one of the three, four worst teams in the NFL this year. Um, but the other three could fluctuate a lot for me. Like we were talking a little off screen. I won't go into detail now, but the three other three could fluctuate a lot
0: for me. Okay. I got the same as Dylan. Um, Washington, number one, Dallas, number two, New York, number three and Philly, number four. I think I'm in the same boat with as everybody. One through three could probably fluctuate depending on injuries and, and just gameplay. play. Um, but uh, all right. Uh, so Josh, going with you, we're going to start out with Washington. Um, what is the strength that you see through Washington?
2: Oh, man. Honestly, looking at this team, what isn't a strength? You have Ron Rivera as the coach. <clears throat> Good old Riverboat Ron. You know, great coach. I love what he did with, the The football team last year um, really made some great moves. They, they brought in a quarterback who can't be worse than Alex Smith was last year. Alex Smith, great story. Really liked the guy. I think he's a phenomenal person. Look forward to seeing him with as an analyst with ESPN, but also look forward to that because that means he's not going to be out there throwing passes because he struggled last year. Let's be honest. So Fitzpatrick should be an improvement. You've got Antonio Gibson, my guy, Terry McScoran at wide receiver. Um, overall, pretty good, but let's be honest. If we're talking about strengths, it is that defense. I would say that defensive line, but it's not even just the defensive line. We've got some upgrades on the back end, and you've got William Jackson, Cameron Curl, Landon Collins, and Kendall Fuller out as cornerbacks. You also have Benjamin St. Juice, who I think is a good young cornerback they have. Their linebackers are solid with Bostick, Jamin Davis, the rookie, and Cole Holcomb. But then that pass rush with Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, and Matt Ionitis coming in off the bench as a rotation piece, they lost Ryan Kerrigan. But still, that pass rush is incredible. And not only do you have the pass rush, but you got the linebackers and back end too, I would not want to be going up against that defense.
0: Uh, that sounds good. I, I, I trust me. I agree with that one. What, what about you, Dylan? What's your strength form? Um,
2: I, yeah, I,
3: I kind of agree in a lot of ways with Josh. Uh, the one thing I want to add on the defensive side, I think Washington's trying to see how many first round picks they can put on a defense uh, because I mean, they have four on the front line. Then they have Jamin Davis that they just added in the, in the linebacking core. So Uh, I have a lot of respect for that defense. I think one of the strengths, though, offensively for them is that they can be multiple on offense because they have multiple different weapons um, that they can mix and match uh, inside-outside. They can line up different tight end sets. Uh, They can spread Logan Thomas out and, and put him off the formation then they could also mix in their running backs because get they both can do it like uh they can both do it all. Gibson is primarily the guy that can do it all. Uh, McKissick is more of a pass catching, but he can run. But it gives them so much flexibility, especially with Curtis Samuel, who you can also line up in the backfield.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with that.
3: You, you have so many different guys, and I think one guy we forget, and maybe it's because he started out on my on my Tampa Bay Bucks, Adam Humphreys. Like he's a solid slot receiver. Um, who can do it all in the slot, uh, kind of like a Julian Edelman type. Um, and I think he's going to be a really good addition for them. But they have so many different weapons that they can move into different spots uh, that can create a lot of mismatch- mis- mismatches. Um, and I think that's going to be very, very helpful for them. And Ryan Fitzpatrick to be able to, he's going to be able to gunsling it because he's going to be able to identify mismatches right off the top that he can go and attack.
0: Okay. Chris, what do you got for the, your uh, strength for the Washington football team?
1: I mean, I don't disagree with Dylan, but I probably agree with Josh Moore. Um, their defense is just stellar. Um, I'm look, I'm just looking at their transaction. All the players that they lost this offseason, they've actually improved on, uh, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, you look at their defense, and you're like, how many people are going to return? And then you look at it, it's like, well, they only lost two or three. And then they added two or three of the same position, and arguably even better than the people they lost. So I think this is one of those few defenses that were dominant last year that could come back even more dominant this year. So I think the strength is their entire defense.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I think you know, I think we're across the board their strength is gonna be that defense. It's just too dynamic. Um, I get to see it here and watch them being in DC area. And uh, yeah, that's just scary to watch all the time. Uh, Dylan, what do you got as a, a weakness for Washington?
3: So all that to say, the the weakness potentially is the consistency of Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's their biggest weakness. Yeah. Uh, whether or not Fitzpatrick or Fitzpatrick cannot be Fitztragic, like that's that's honestly the the biggest um, question mark r- r- with this team is can he be an above average quarterback the entire year? which that doesn't mean he's going to be great and throw for 4,000-plus yards, 30-plus touchdowns, and 10 or less interceptions, but can he he move the ball? Can he be explosive and not turn the ball over a lot? Can he just be an effective quarterback that gets the – because all of these weapons, McLaurin last year had the – I think he was a top three or top five in yards after the catch. Curtis Samuel was a monster after the catch. Uh, you have Antonio Gibson, who can make things happen. You don't have to be, you don't have to. You don't turn have to go deep. You, yeah, you don't have to turn and chuck the ball fifty yards to make yeah. an explosive play. Get it to the guy who's going to be open out of the five weapons, seven weapons you have on offense, and let them go make a play. Like that's all he has to do.
0: All right, uh, Chris, what do you got as a as a weakness for this Washington team?
1: Um, I, I do. Um. I do want to roll with Dylan with the consistency of the quarterback, but I think one of the biggest weaknesses I see on the team, and this is not a res- disrespect to Terry McLaurin or their receiving staff, but Terry McLaurin, as far as their starting lineup, is their tallest wide receiver at six foot. And all the other receivers are under <laughs> six foot. So I feel like they lack significant size at the wide receiver position. That's to me, I mean, they have Logan Thomas, but I, and I know Curtis Samuel's good. Curtis Samuel is a good wide receiver in the red zone. Adam Humphreys is pretty good in the red zone, if I remember right. Um, I just worry about their ability to score in the red zone of going over the top. I don't think they have the people to go over the top. So I just think their lack of size. I mean, even their running backs aren't that big. McKissick. They don't really have, I mean, they run hard and they're real, they're good at what they do. I just, I just think they lack (laughs) size. That big
0: man, that, that, that one prolific, tall wide receiver.
1: I mean, I I, I think of David Funches, who's a garbage can, but because he was big, he was able to play well for a couple of seasons in Carolina. Right. So.
0: Okay. Uh, Josh, what do you got for, as a weakness for this team?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, just one response to that with Chris, I would be intrigued to see what happens. Like looking at their depth chart, I don't know why Adam Humphreys is their third wide receiver. Honestly, I don't get that. I'd rather Diami Brown, who is also small, but Cam Sims and Antonio Gandy-Golden. Those are two names I would be looking for. I forgot
1: about Cam Sims.
2: Cam Sims made some decent plays last year, and then Gandy-Golden was hurt most of last year. But Cam Sims is 6'5", Gandy-Golden is 6'4". So I wouldn't be shocked. To and see Golden one of has them. A, a huge wingspan too. It he's does. not just yeah. He's he's he can catch a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'd. Be but I'm, I, I was I was referring Dilly. to their starters. Yeah. With yeah. The hype.
2: Well, I, honestly, I don't know why one of them is not starting. I would start I one of them on the outside, maybe McLaurin across, and then Samuel in the slot. But I, I agree with you though. The way their starters are set now, that is a weakness. But okay. I'm, I'm actually gonna go with Dilly because Fitzpatrick. What do you get? As he said, do you get Fitz magic or Fitz tragic? Um, he's I, always I that think, way. I don't think that is necessarily a deal breaker, even if he's not that good. Because again, we talked about this with Pittsburgh the other week. Okay, their offensive line was so bad. Can you be worse? Everybody was concerned. Oh, uh oh, their offensive line might be bad. Their offensive line was beyond heart hot garbage last year. Same thing here. The, the Washington football team had some of the worst quarterback play in the league last year. Taylor Heineke looked,
3: looked like a star
2: in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Taylor, bad their, their quarterback play was. I, I would feel more comfortable with Taylor Heineke as a star, Like Taylor Heineke is the starter. I still think this team could be playoffs. Because I have that much confidence in their weapons. And then that defense, they might only have to score three points a game and they might be okay. Like, And the fact that their division is trash. That doesn't hurt either. Um, But at the same time, I still think, yo, for me, the weakness is not, is this team a playoff team or not? I mean, for them to not make the playoffs, I think there's a lot more going wrong. But Fitzmagic, my question, or Fitzpatrick, my question is: If it's tragic, I think they still may make the playoffs. If it's fit's magic, they could be Super Bowl or deep playoff run. I don't
0: know about Super Bowl, but I, I could see deep playoff. But see, okay, my weakness is the fact that they're going to have to deal with free agency next year for a quarterback. Whether if Fitzpatrick stays and goes, whatever, you don't have a chance to draft something if your team is this good. So you don't have a chance for your future if you don't if you're going to be this good and they have all the tools to be that good. But Fitzpatrick is not the long-term deal. He's not the long-term goal for this team. And you're not unless you trade up you're going to have to give up a lot to get somebody to come there.
2: There, there's always free agents. Well, like, yeah, but as much, as much as I don't like him, Lamar went at the back of the first round. Russell Wilson went in the third round.
0: Right. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there are, there are, there are some quarterbacks coming out of college that could be there in the late, you know, but I, that's my only thing is every, there's really a hard thing to find a bad thing on this team, except besides Fitzpatrick in the sense of his consistency. But if that's the way it is, and they are the team that wins the division, and they're the team that goes deep in the playoffs, they're not going to be in the top 10, the top 15 of this draft. They're going to have to trade up if they want to work on a quarterback for the future so uh dylan what is your are uh, your strength and for the giants
3: giants oh you changed it up on me a little bit yeah i did uh, a little bit uh i think they have a um very strong defense uh i mean i think them in the washington football team have a lot of similarities <laughs> they i they have a good defense they, i like both of their head coaches but they have question marks at the quarterback position like that's kind of that's I mean, I'm, I think I'm being a little bit too simplistic, but they're all, their defense, I mean, you got Leonard Williams who got paid, <laughs> like paid this offseason. Uh, uh, you also have James Bradbury, who I think last year showed that he's one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Um, he can cover your number one and do it really dang well. Uh, and then they also have a lot of really good young pieces. They traded in that trade uh, with OBJ, Jabril Peppers, they got, uh, they drafted Aziz Ojalary. They have Dexter Lawrence. They also have Xavier McKinney, who only played in six games last year, but he's their set number two safety currently on the depth chart. He could be a good depth piece or a good starter. Um, I think they have a lot of really good pieces in play um, that could uh, help them on defensively that will offset some of their, I think, offensive deficiencies.
0: Okay. Josh, what do you see as a, as a strength for, for the Giants?
2: Yeah, so I agree with Dylan in the defense. Um, especially bringing over a Dory Jackson. Um, some of the moves they made, their defense is solid. Like not not Washington football team good, but I think a top ten unit. Um, barring injuries or something unseen, I love the the drafting of Aziz Ojolari. But I'm gonna say for their their strength, their offensive skill position players. Like you're looking running back Saquon Barkley, and then they brought in Devontae Booker and Corey Clement. Um, that. Yeah. Is is an interesting move because he, you know, Clement with the uh, Eagles, um, great, great pass catching back. Just, yeah, there, third down. Yep, add some stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their wide receivers: Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, maybe John Ross if he can do anything other than just run go routes. Um, they've got some really interesting pieces there. And then Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph at at tight end if Ingram can figure out a way to not drop the ball. Um, they have some crazy good talent at those skill positions. I really loved bringing in Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, and Kyle Rudolph to try to help Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not. I'm not going to say Josh Allen and and Stephon Diggs. Like, I don't think. It, I don't think Kenny Galladay is Stephon Diggs good. But at the same time, you look and you see the jump that Josh Allen made when they brought in Stephon Diggs. And what type of jump might Daniel Jones be able to make because they brought in Kenny Galladay and if Saquon is healthy. So I'm really excited about these skill positions and even what that could do with a quarterback like Daniel Jones.
0: Okay. All right, Chris, what about you?
2: I mean, I, I, I love the Giants team from
1: top to bottom. Um, Like I said, the, the reason I had them at first over the football team, I agree with you guys. Washington's defense is better but I don't think the gap between the defenses are significant enough to overcome the gap in skill positions from the Giants to the Washington football team. And that's ultimately why Giants at number one over the Washington football team was because of their skill positions. So, I mean, I'm just going to – I'm just going to agree. I'm just going to second what Josh said. I mean, I have nothing more to add. The addition of Kenny Galladay was fantastic. Their, their skill positions are incredible, and they're way more prepared – Um, They are way more prepared for if Saquon, I hope it doesn't happen, but if Saquon goes down again, adding Booker and Clement would complement each other with the power and the speed, and I think they'd be more prepared if something were to go awry again.
0: Okay, so I'm going to throw this a little different here, um, just because I have a feeling on one team we're going to want to talk a little bit more. Um, I'm going to go with Philly. Oh, wait, we, we I'm sorry. I apologize. I did not go with their weakness for the Giants. Uh, Josh, what's the weakness for the Giants? I'm sorry about that.
2: Yeah, no, I would just say their offensive line. Okay. Um, their offensive line has not been great. Daniel Jones, he needs a little bit more time. You know, they invested in Andrew Thomas last year above Tristan Wirfs, above Makai Becton. Um, questionable move. Thomas wasn't very good. So I'm just questioning how good their offensive line will be.
0: Okay, Dylan, what about you?
3: Uh, so I think, like I said, I think this team has bar, bears a lot of similarities to Washington. It's going to come down to Daniel Jones, as most uh, most seasons of teams do. It comes down to how well the quarterback plays, uh, and Daniel Jones, surprisingly to most, actually held on to the football and didn't turn it over as much last year as he did his rookie season. And he played more game, one more game than he did uh, in his rookie season. He just couldn't convert and put the ball in the end zone. Uh, last season, that that was his biggest um, struggle. Last year was not putting the ball in the end zone. But like Josh said, he did get a lot of weapons, and and you hope that those weapons are going to help him in a similar way that that like Stefan Diggs did to Josh Allen, and kind of take you to the next step. But I think Daniel Jones is the key because if Daniel Jones plays anywhere near what he did his rookie season with this kind of team, they win this division. I have no hesitancy to say that they win this division. But the question is, is does he take a leap or even return back to rookie season, Daniel Jones, and, and be able to put the v- football in the end zone? All
0: yeah. right, Chris.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. This is I'm not going to injuries. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Injuries? But I, I know. I know. I, I'm like the one who hates it when yeah, people say I that. was
0: going to say that. So it, you took me. I with. know.
1: I know but i mean i guess i could, i would guess i would have to agree with her i just feel like without injuries they have a very strong depth chart top to bottom daniel jones being the only question mark but the difference between daniel jones and fitzpatrick is jones is young and has an upside okay um so i think that's why i'm not going to say quarterback and but he's i mean
2: white he's athletic
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay but
2: trips also on hour. the 20 yard line 22 yeah. miles an hour until he trips himself and falls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He is white though, so <laughs> the athleticism only extends so far. But, um, yeah, their offensive line's a weakness, and they lost arguably their best offensive lineman this offseason in Kevin Zeler. Um, but they did add two kind of question marks on the offensive line, so I think that's still going to be a weakness, but I think with the weapons, they're going to be able to get the ball out faster, and it's going to be less obvious.
0: Okay. okay. So I am going to go with Philly. Um I, I y'all figure y'all probably already know why for for the last pick there. Um so Josh what do you have as a weakness for Philly? I'm going to start weakness this way. Yeah. We're going to go with a weakness cuz it's not going to be too much on strength.
2: Okay. Um, I was going
3: to say is there a we- is there a strength?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean it, it's kind of hard. Honestly like I find the Eagles weird because I personally, I look at them, maybe I'm just too optimistic, but I I struggle to find any like explicit weaknesses that are weaker than other spots, but I struggle to find any strengths that are stronger than other spots. Um, Like maybe Miles Sanders. I, I like, you know, I know some people, especially on this podcast are a little concerned when wide receiver crews get too old. So like they do have youth in the wide yes, receiver. They crew.
0: do, they do. I will give you that, yes.
2: But I- I don't, you know, their wide receiver—it's a question mark because they're so young. Their offensive line is a question mark, even some, because they're a little bit older. Um, their defense, their pass rush is good, but I have questions about their their linebacking and their secondary. And then maybe okay, easy cop out. I'm gonna say their coaching staff might be my biggest weakness. I just don't know that Nick Sirianni is prepared for this job.
0: I was going to say that's their strength because it's basically a whole rebuild. But, okay. Uh, Dylan, what do you have as a weakness? I
3: love how Josh went unit by unit and was like, ah, oh, they're uh, not that good. But then uh, their coaching staff isn't that good.
2: <laughs> well, I'm like, they're not that good, but they're not that bad. But then see- coaching staff. But some people can put the coaching staffs as a strength and a weakness in the same team. So, hey. Yeah, yeah that's
3: true. <laughs> uh, I think their strength, and we're not talking about strength, is maybe their offensive line, that might be their best unit. Uh, because I think they're like Jalen hurts. Is he going to be like an actual accurate quarterback? I mean, he struggled with accuracy last year. Um, he's a great athlete, but can he play quarterback? Uh, Cause he struggled at times, which is weird because he threw for over 350 yards, I think twice in two in two of his starts last year. But I mean, you're playing in a lot more garbage time games, uh, different things like that. Who knows? Uh, so there's some question marks about Jalen hurts, but I mean, their defense is just old. And, no. and like your 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 foundational pieces on defense are Fletcher Cox, uh, and Darius Slay. Uh, <laughs> the, you have Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay, who are your two like key players on defense, uh, especially Darius Slay. You paid him top cornerback money not too long ago, um, and then you also haven't hit defensively in the draft. Uh, Derek Barnett was supposed to be a legit. Linebacker for them, and he has not played super well. He's been a decent linebacker, but he hasn't been what they were expecting. And so their defense is old and they've missed on a lot of guys defensively. Um, so I think their defense is just going to be tragic this year.
0: All right, Chris, what do you have? This
3: team is tragic. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I did say I did say they were going to be like a third um, or fourth worst team in the league. So
1: I'm I I'm like considering like opting out of giving a strength because I don't think there is one. Um, maybe their cap space. <laughs> I don't know. They they the got fact rid that of. They a, might have three first round picks next year. They like. they got rid of. They got rid of a lot of liabilities on their team. Maybe that's a positive. But then they added more liabilities. You better not be so, talking about Carson Wentz, my guy. I like Carson Wentz, okay, but good. I'm talking about Malik Jackson is a liability. Zach Ertz was getting hurt, liability. Jalen Mills can stay healthy, liability. So Vinnie Curry, I mean, they got rid of a lot of people. So I mean, maybe that's a maybe that's a plus. I mean, considering you're a trash team, getting rid of trash players is usually a good step in the right direction. Um, I'm just gonna say roster top to bottom trash. I got I got no specific negatives, just the entire team.
0: Okay, so if I stay with you and say what's a a strength, do we have one? I know you said you might want to.
1: I don't know. Maybe the fact that they got a backup quarterback because, I mean, Joe (laughs) Flacco is probably going to start by week five. (laughs) I don't know. This team's garbage. Jalen Hurts is either going to get hurt or turn the ball over too much. He's an Alabama quarterback. They don't usually succeed in the NFL. So they're almost as bad as Ohio State wide receivers slash quarterbacks. I don't know. This seems trash. They, I mean, I, I, I really, I guess their youth at skill positions would probably be the only positive I could possibly think of.
0: All right, Josh, what do you got as a yeah, strength?
2: Yo, know, the, the last one that he kind of just threw out there, I would say their youth at skilled positions, you know, you've got Miles Sanders, you've got Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager. You have know, Rager's healthy this year. Yo know, Rager and Smith could be a great young wide receiver tandem, um, you got JJ Ortega Whiteside. Will he ever turn out? I don't know. Uh, but I am very intrigued and like, yeah, they brought over carry on Johnson, who I think is an interesting backup running back and really provides a good insurance policy. If miles Sanders can't stay healthy, because the shame of it is like, you guys know, I'm a big Penn state guy and we've turned out a couple of great running backs. We've got Saquon Barkley and miles Sanders in this division, but neither of them can stay healthy either of them could be, you know, Saquon could be the best or top three running back if he's healthy. I think Sanders can easily be top 10, maybe crack top five if he's healthy, but they just can't stay healthy. So, you know, carry on Johnson was a great pickup, but I would just say their youth at still position.
0: All right, Dylan, what about you?
2: Pass. <laughs> All
0: Big right. Big uh, so I'm going to just say this one thing and it's just because I liked him, but when he, you know, when he came out i wanted him in atlanta and he didn't go um i like dallas goddard i think he's up and coming tight end. i don't i feel bad for him being on this team because he's gonna just get washed up um but i do like how he plays i like his wingspan i like his speed i like his height he just seems like a very good typical tight end just on a horrible team so that's my only good that's all i got i tried i, I tried to put something and then now get we're gonna to the fun stuff now we're gonna <laughs> get to the fun stuff this is why i left them for last we're going to talk about them Dallas Cowboys. Apparently, according to a, you know, survey, America's team. Um, yeah, I, I, I know. Josh, let's start with you on some strength of this team.
2: Yes, yeah, strength of this team. Um, I'd probably, yeah, I mean, their, uh, their new linebacker, Michael Parsons, is probably <laughs> the Penn State it. guy. <laughs> yeah uh but no like i say that but if you hear anything coming out of their training camp no like, i yeah i i hate you guys know i hated it when the cowboys drafted him yeah because dude is a freaking stud i wanted him to go to the broncos because i remember same um, but he didn't unfortunately and now i'm sad but i would say their wide receiver core is probably their strength um cooper lamb gallup is just a a tremendous trio. And I think, you know, if they have an actual quarterback throwing the ball to them, which we might get to in a little bit, but if they have an actual quarterback throwing the ball to them instead of whatever they had last year, I, I think they could be strong.
0: The red rifle. All right, Dylan, what do you have as a strength?
2: Um, I think Dak,
3: uh, is, I mean, one of their big strengths. I mean, Uh, Josh kind of hit on it, hit the nail on the head. Dak is kind of the only thing. I mean, even with Dak last year, they were one and three. If you don't count the game that he started where it's officially, I think, a win for him, so he's two and three last season when he got hurt in game five against New York. And one of those Um,
0: games was a horrible game for me.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, even with Dak, they struggled and sucked horribly last year. Like, Dak was the only thing keeping them in it. Uh, and, and I just don't think they got a whole lot better um, in a lot of areas. I mean, adding Michael Parsons is really good. I mean, getting rid of their – I don't even want to know the name of the guy that they, that they coached their defense, uh, but adding Dan Quinn I think will be a boost for them. Mike, Mike, Mike Nolan, Nolan, yeah. Mike Nolan, yeah. I, I don't want to – I think adding Dan Quinn will be a boost, um, but I think Dak's no doubt their strength, but Dak has no excuse now. Literally none. He got paid. And he has to, with getting paid to be the number three highest paid quarterback in the NFL now after uh, Josh Allen's new deal. Shout out to Josh Allen, my guy, getting paid. Uh, But he needs to win in spite of the deficiencies of this team. And he didn't. He didn't do that last year. Besides the the Falcons forgetting how to play special teams, uh, they would have went winless with Dak Prescott at quarterback. And he needs to win in spite of those deficiencies.
2: Uh, what about the numbers he was putting up? He was putting up record-setting numbers, Dylan.
3: <laughs> I know. He was He was on pace to do what Jameis Winston kind of did when he threw 30 interceptions. I mean, Dak wasn't going to throw 30 interceptions. Let's get that out there. But Jameis Winston, you look at his other numbers, he threw for over 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. He had an impressive season if you take away the 30 interceptions. But, like, that was Dak. He was going to have a lot of numbers, but they weren't winning. And, and that you pay a guy $40 million a year to win you games even in spite of your deficiencies. And he could not do it. I think he can do it this year. I hope he will. But I think I really, like right now I have Dallas projected at nine and eight shocker, their average. Uh, and uh, they can't be eight and eight anymore. I think this is the Dallas Cowboy rule Add in the 17th game. <laughs> but, uh, but I think with what they have, they could be nine and eight if everything breaks. Right. But I also think they could be, Five and twelve. If their defense, if Dak doesn't lead them to win and take that next step, because he just he just didn't do it last year. If he can't take that next step and win in spite of the deficiencies of this team, they could be five and twelve, and, and that investment was worthless.
0: Okay, all right, Chris. What do you have as a strength for them?
1: Um, I mean, obviously they have like they have great skill positions. But their strength is their offseason. I mean, they they saw that they had a weakness on defense. And they added, I mean, Keanu Alien Neal. Saw Carlos, that they had Carlos,
3: deficiencies on defense.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carlos Brent Urban, Drone Curse, um, Malik Hooker. And in the draft, their first six picks were all defensive players. So I I'll give the Cowboys credit there. They saw one of their weaknesses, and they are taking steps to fixing it. Whether they were the right picks, I do think Jabril Cox in the fourth round, their sixth pick, was a, a solid pick. He's from LSU, which is why I know about Jabriel Cox. Very good pass rusher. Um, yeah, I really like what they did this offseason. I mean, that's the only reason I have them at third and not dead last in the division. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, what is a weakness Dylan, I'm gonna to go to you for uh the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I I'm just gonna to... I'll, def-
3: I'll defer to Josh because Josh looked like he was ready for something.
2: Oh yeah. No, I, I wanted to address Chris. I, I really thought when you said about that the Cowboys' strength was their offseason, I thought that's because that's the only time they're Super Bowl champions. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, every Jul- offseason, every July
3: they're Super Bowl champs, yeah.
2: man. Every offseason, this is a playoff team. This is a Super Bowl team, and then the season starts and it's like, oh, this team's hot garbage. I, I would I would like <laughs>
1: I would like to point out that they're the only team this year with a loss. <laughs>
2: That's they, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, we'll move on from that. But getting into their weakness, um, I do question their defense some. I love Trevon Diggs. I like Micah Parsons. I, I agree with Chris. I, like they made a lot of really good moves, but will it be enough? Um, their defense was trash. And as much as I like some of the rookies, I don't know how well they're going to fit. Um, I just – I don't trust their defense. It was that bad last year.
0: Okay. Uh, Chris, what do you got?
1: They're um, so the Dallas Cowboys. That's their weakness. They manage <laughs> to have a roster, and they suck every year. I'm so sick and tired of picking them to win this division like I've done the last two years. It's me. And then, and then me them to come out – and then them to come out and play like garbage every year. And I'm sick of it. Their issue is that they're the Dallas Cowboys. And the only th- – their, their ego is so <laughs> high for being such a horrid franchise. Yeah, you won five Super Bowls when half of the people <laughs> in this world were dead. Yeah, I don't even care. The The franchise is garbage. Their owner, garbage. Their coaches for the last ten seasons, garbage. like <laughs> What there's no positive. They're the Dallas Cowboys. Their weakness is the team as a whole. The only positive side that they have is that they play in the worst division in the NFL, and they can't even break the top two. Like, the, the team's bad. Oh,
0: my God. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you deferred already, so uh now I don't it's... think
3: I don't think I can follow that up, though. Like, I don't think anyone can follow <laughs> that up. That was just... Boom, boom! <laughs> like I wish. Oh my! I want to see Josh Holcomb's reaction when he makes uh-huh. his, and we tried, guys. We tried to get Josh on this podcast. I think he would have had an aneurysm. Like there'd be yelling right now at that, that <laughs> soliloquy by John, by Chris. Oh my god!
0: So, all right. So I'm gonna just say it this way. For me, uh it's yeah. There, I'm gonna have to kind of go with with what Chris said in a sense since 95 was the last time they won you know the super bowl they've won 3 playoff games since then we're talking 26 years 3 playoff games Hell, my falcons won 3 playoff games in one season we lost super bowl but you
1: know yeah, they also blew the biggest lead in history
0: but hey we have more we have more playoff victories than the cowboys who is uh, america's team so uh, on that note, we're going to stop, I mean... stop calling them that. Stop I, calling them that. I, 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 look, we're, if, if somebody start, would give them if, a, another no. name, I'll do it. No, if, you know they, they, if they're the Cowgirls. America,
1: no, if, well, okay. America, if they're America's team, if you're watching the Olympics and Russia didn't really compete, <laughs> they're the ROC. The ROC? The Cowboys, the Cowboys are the team of the AOC. They're not real country. They're just there to compete. and That's, that's all they are. They represent I... nothing about America. They're trash. Like literally, I
3: want nothing more than to be able to enjoy Dak Prescott. But
0: is that because he's on it, your fantasy team?
3: No, I traded him. Oh, that's right. Uh, you did. I I want nothing more than to enjoy Dak Prescott. I've come around on Dak Prescott, but I can't because he plays for Dallas. And it's just insane how literally every year this is they're going to the Super Bowl. They're contenders. I heard it on, on every every show this morning, every show today. They're contenders. Like the ever I'm like, guys, shut up. No one cares. They're gonna lose. They're gonna find a way to cowboy it
1: up and suck. Like I never want to hear just, a Cowboys fan ever talk about the Detroit Lions waste of talent. Because if there's a bigger pit of despair than Detroit, <laughs> it's sitting down there in Texas with Whataburger. <laughs>
3: See, like, yeah, that's the thing with the Lions. Like, oh. You expect it. Oh, every year, You don't expect Dallas is like Super Bowl champs, but then they always suck. It's a waste. Like, and the thing is, I'm saying this and I have them as second in the division, but that's with expecting everything to go right. And it won't because it's <laughs> because let's let's I mean, I don't want to get too to Dallas. Let, let's go. Let's go back to last year. You remember they signed Andy Dalton for a one-year, two million, whatever, two million dollar deal, and it was praised as "Wow, this is the greatest back." Like this is such a great move for Dallas. They have so many pieces. If Dak somehow, if something happens to Dak, they have all the pieces. Guess what? You sucked. Like you were awful. You had you put in at him in there. It was, oh my goodness, it was terrible.
0: Okay, all right. On that note. I'm, I'm gonna kind of just skip over and we'll do the, uh, our sponsorship in a little bit. so I'm going to switch to the next topic, which is the MLB. What with the trade deadline that just happened, what would you guys say is the biggest key to since the trade deadline?
3: Uh, I will, I'll jump in and be a Homer right now. Uh, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo to to New York. Since they have, how did I know that was coming out? Since they have joined the team, the New York Yankees have are 10 and three. Uh, and both of those guys, especially Rizzo, Rizzo in nine games has three homers, is batting almost two, is batting 281, has a 400 on base percentage, uh, has hit a has pretty much driven in a run in most every single game he's played in since becoming a Yankee. Um, and we, we are certain, sur- I wouldn't say surging, but we're, we're making moves up in the division and in the wild card to position ourselves in the, to, for the playoffs. Uh, we just have to get healthy. That's the biggest thing. I mean, the injuries, injuries hurt <laughs> both, both in reality and whatnot, but, but I, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo have been huge additions, uh, to that Yankee lineup.
0: Hey, does anybody have any, uh, other than the Yankees there, uh, um, chris, yeah,
2: i think you could Probably. say oh i was just gonna say i think you could say anybody the cubs traded um because <laughs> yeah they, trust me
0: this is why I, I i like bringing this up but i hate bringing this up at the same time
2: wait chris bryant anthony rizzo and Javi javier bias, bias yeah. homered in their first at bat away from the met or away from the cubs oh, From um, you, yeah thanks but no i like i agree with dylan i'm just gonna say i think the biggest impact like what what's impact Impact winning games. Yeah. The Yankees were not winning games. Now, the Yankees are winning games. Unfortunately, Anthony Rizzo became a Yankee, and as a welcome to the Yankees, he now has COVID, too, like half the other team. <laughs> I mean, like, gosh, every Yankee, I think, has had it. I don't know what they're doing, but they need to fix something and take something seriously. I don't know. Um, But still, I would agree they have made the biggest impact because a team that I would have said was not going to make the playoffs is now looking like they could make the playoffs, that's an impact.
0: Uh, Chris, you have anything?
2: Yeah, I'm going to raise your homer for another homer. I'm going
1: to go with Jose Barrios for the Blue Jays, struggling pitching. And he's come in and made a significant impact in the starting lineup. And we've been able to be more flexible with our pitchers, and it's shown. I mean, the teams were bringing up the Yankees, the Blue Jays. I mean, in their last 10 are both 8-2. and So clearly what they did at the tread deadline worked. But I mean, I hate the Yankees. I hate the Dodgers. (laughs) I mean, it would be really easy just to flex money and just attempt to be one of the best teams just by paying bills. And that's all they do. They're like, oh, you want money? We got money over here. The Dodgers. The Dodgers didn't even need Trey Turner. and freaking Max Scherzer. <laughs> but they're like, oh, the Padres are going to get him? Wait a minute. You're the most important person to our franchise then. I think we're going to sign you and undercut the Padres. Screw that. Screw the Dodgers. <laughs> Screw the Yankees. Screw these big market teams that just buy their wins. Gosh, I'm oh, yeah. it. i am a Blue Jays fan, but I'm rooting for – if the Blue Jays don't make it, gosh, I hope the Rays somehow I will do say something. that the Yankees do have a lot of homegrown talent. Let's just be honest here.
0: Okay. Who? Uh, who? Oh, who? God. Okay. Aaron
1: Judge. Uh, Glaber Torres. Uh, Glaber Torres Luke. is a trash. Don't, he's okay. But I wouldn't. He.
3: Gary Sanchez. Don't, don't act like he's
1: significant. Um, the liability at catcher who can't play the catcher position to save his freaking life but can hit a home run once every 300 at-bats. whoop All
0: right. On that note, we're going to take a pause right here real quick. And uh, come back and finish one last thing.
3: No, no, we we probably need to call
0: it. (laughs) Well, I guess we're going to call it then. All right, guys, this has been a very odd episode. Uh, We will talk next week and we'll talk to you later.